Hey guys, welcome to Anime Dine In. So this episode, uh, for this one, this was one that we recorded at Cleveland Concoction. This isn't a panel that we did, this is just something that we did off to the side. Unfortunately, the other panels that we did, we couldn't get recorded and posted, so... Uh, unfortunately, we don't. We won't have that for you. Um, but we did have the anime demystified, which is already up online, and this one as well. So for this episode, uh, we're actually talking about Kingdom Hearts, and we're going to go into what we liked and didn't like about that, and uh, just kind of give it our give us give it our thoughts and talk about the game. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, there are going to be some spoilers in there for different things. So if you haven't beat the game, I would advise just to wait to listen to this episode. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, if you like the episode, make sure to like, share, subscribe on all the places, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, uh, Apple podcast and, uh, review, share, like on all those places. And also we are always looking for guests on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest, just hit up my website at animedinein.com and check the contact page. Thanks. Okay, so for this episode, I'm joined with Lamar, who's been with me uh, doing panels and stuff at Concoction. Yo. So for this one, uh, this actually isn't a panel that we're doing. We're actually just recording this episode from our hotel room. And uh, Where there's only one chair. <laughs> only one chair. So like we have to, <laughs> I'm like sitting at the chair at the desk and... I'm relegated to a bed. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. <laughs> Um, so thanks for, uh, being on here, Lamar, and we're quite this way. This is an episode that I've been wanting to do, uh, since the game came out and been wanting to talk about it, which, uh, that would be Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. That's the subject for today. Um, so I really kind of want to find a way not to stray into too much of the review territory although that's kind of where this is going to go since we're talking about the game probably but that's okay uh but we're going to kind of do a little bit different here and talk about just different aspects of the game and then at the end uh kind of give some overall general thoughts on it uh but before we do that, which the main part of the episode will be talking about different aspects of the game and uh, and what we thought about it before doing like a general uh, overall review, which will be later. So the first thing that I want to talk about, because the, the way I kind of want to do it is go from like the beginning of the game and like try and get to the end. Right. Uh, and if we start to run out of time, we'll probably just skip directly to the end and talk about that. Right, yeah, because we do have another panel to do. <laughs> yeah, we do have another battle we're going to be going to, so we have limited time here. Because we're good at time management. <laughs> right. So the first thing that I want to talk about with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 is, uh, one, first of all, Lamar, how excited were you for for this? Like when they announced that uh, it was going to come out January 29th which i was a firm and you believe didn't believe it yeah i was a firm believer that it was going to be pushed back some more um and we would wouldn't see it at that point how, how did you feel about that you know that part in harry potter <laughs> with I mean, Sirius, yeah. uh and remus just tells him to wait and he's like i did my waiting <laughs> 12 years of it in azkaban I did 13 years of waiting. I was ready to piss my pants when they gave us a formal date because I knew it was going to come out that day because they hadn't given a formal date before. They've given, like, in development and, oh, 2018. And I was like, that's fairly general. I honestly didn't expect it in 2018 just because of what I had seen uh, from the basic trailers and things like that and from the announcements and stuff they had did. It just didn't seem like it was going to be finished. So I wasn't surprised at all when they asked when they said they were pushing it back to January of 2019. So when the date first like was coming around, how did you feel at that point? Like, were you getting more hyped or like, were you getting? It was weirdly surreal, honestly. It was like, like, oh my god, it's actually it, it's happening. Yeah. It was like it was a little bit of that, and it was a little bit of me being Michael from The Office. Oh my God, it's happening! Mm -hmm. It's happening! So I was super pumped. Yeah, for me, like I was, I didn't get pumped until like the day before, right? Because I was always a firm believer that it was going to get pushed back some more, 
and we weren't going to see it for a while. But then as the date kept coming closer, and once uh, GameStop had said, like, all right, we're doing a nine o'clock o'clock release, and I was like, oh, snap, I'm there. And I wasn't going to believe it until I had the physical copy of the game in my hand. So uh, the day before, I went to GameStop and, like, got my place in line, and then went back later and actually got the game that was like getting super excited. Like I yeah. put, put popped it in and played it that night yeah. and played it really nonstop until I beat it. Right. Yeah. That's all I played until I beat that game until I got the platinum for that game. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I know you were working on all like the side stuff and everything. Yeah. That, that was my first platinum trophy. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, most of the time it just didn't seem like it was worth my energy. <laughs> Yeah. But it's Kingdom Hearts, so I needed to get the Platinum Trophy. Right. But like, And you get a good chunk of them just by playing the game. I think I played it... When I finished my first playthrough, I had like 56%, 57%, 60-ish, maybe there. So it wasn't too difficult to keep going, especially since I knew I wanted to get the Ultima Weapon. I knew... There had to be some other stuff I was missing. I wanted to get all the lucky emblems because they w- they were trying to escape me, and it was it made me want to play it more. It made me want to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So upon putting the game in, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, because like when you first put the game in, you're not gonna just keep pressing X until you start the game. You're gonna mm-hmm. go and watch everything and get it through it. Um, you, there's always a cinematic. You gotta watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, the first cinematic that they had was like, it was just the musical version of... Um, Face My Fears. No, not no. Face Your Fears. It was another song. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's, uh, I'll think of it later and it's going to kill me because we'll yeah. be done recording. But, <laughs> uh, and it was to Xehanort and um, Ericus playing chess. And yes. I thought that was really cool because um, that was kind of like, to me, kind of prepared us yeah. for the story of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Of like, this is what... This is where it like started for this section of the story. Right. And like, we were going to get to see the conclusion of, the, of their quote-unquote chess match or metaphorical metaphorical chess chess match match between the dark and the light right um which i thought was really cool um but then the other opening sequence is where they played uh face my fears uh with uh utada hikaru and skrillex Skrillex. so what were your first impressions on that particular dubstep is not supposed to make me emotional yeah and it wasn't just like Oh, this is making me like sad, and it's like this is. It's like she always writes her music for these games, and it's like she took the time to like make it. This one, this game in particular, I find is about the characters and them growing and getting better, and like actually using that their power friendship, which is like their light for lack of a better term and like having to like face up to like this darkness to this fear that they have and i was like this is beautiful yeah although quick side thing i follow Mm -hmm. her on twitter yeah and (laughs) the day that they like did one of the trailers and they like you first hear like the snippet of the song she tweeted like yeah they need to hurry up with this game or i'm just gonna leak the whole song (laughs) (laughs) nice like you are wild but yeah. yeah, it's so good. It was, it felt like, it felt like real. It felt like one of those things where you like, yeah, you could tell she like, this is about these characters. This is about their story. It was really good. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I largely agree with that too. My From my perspective, like, I wasn't really feeling the song at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then watching the opening sequence from Kingdom Hearts and the accompanying video yeah. brought a lot of emotional weight to yeah. it because we got to see um, scenes from all, all of the, the past games. And it was just kind of like, here's all of the baggage that all of the characters have brought this far. And it was just really beautiful to like come to like that close yeah. of like, this is it. Like, this, this is, is... this is. This is the like we're getting into it. This is the height of the uh, the ending scene. Like that we're the, this is the final act. We're we're, we're here. We're, we're, yeah, it reminded me largely of uh, excuse me, 
it reminded me largely of Bleach, um, their final season of the anime, mm-hmm. and how they did like uh, Harukaze with Scandal, yeah. uh, and the video sequence for that. They kind of like showed uh, like half second clips of like all the other openings, yeah. and it was like you can tell like, it, and it was a very like everything we've done so far has come to this close. Uh, and I thought that was really um, special and nice yeah. that um, that they were able to do that. Yeah, it's super, super heavy in a sense because it's not it's it's dubstep, it's pop, it's it plays really light. You can like listen to it, but especially like when you're watching it in conjunction with all those things, it's just like y'all in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all are just y'all are here. Y'all are doing. Y'all are y'all doing the most. Yeah. So it's it was really good. I like I loved it immediately, but I loved Upstep. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and her do it and getting one of my favorite like singer songwriters ha- hearing her like write that song and like picking Skrillex to work with to do something that's f- very different from all the other work she's done at least for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Was really just interesting to hear and it played well with everything that was going on on screen yeah when you equate that song with like to the kingdom hearts story you definitely feel it yeah that that was cool so the next thing i want to talk about after you do the opening sequence mm-hmm. you uh with the song you get into the game yeah now we're not, i don't want to talk ah. about what did you just think of something uh Yes, but we'll well, what, is, what is it? It's like after you do like the whole like, oh, do you want to do this? Uh, what do you value? Oh, where you pick all that? Yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. right after that, it goes to that screen. It says Kingdom Hearts two point nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. now you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did you feel about the two point nine thing? I was so upset, and then all I could do was laugh because okay. they know. <laughs> it was like, all right, thank you for yes, I, and for, for me, it was like. Them being so like self-aware of it and like poking fun of it. All right, we're gonna do one point five. All right, and now we're gonna do two point five. All right, now here's one point five and two point five. Cool, that's everything. All right, now here's two point eight. Oh my god! And all right, yeah. And now you're gonna play Kingdom Hearts two point nine. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was the first world that the first world where you go to Olympus. That was the two point nine part. Yeah. And then once you finish that, then it's like, oh, then, yeah, just kidding. Here's the here's three. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you feel about that? I all I could do was laugh about it because it just made yeah. It felt like for me, like okay, yeah, we know we've been like doing this. We've been doing the most with this. Mm-hmm. We we wanted to make sure you guys could like play it all all on one system, which I do appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't upset about it. Yeah. That was kind of the same. I thought it was just, like, a little, like, cheeky, like, yeah, it's funny. Like, it's like, it's that tongue-in-cheek kind of humor yeah. that you want to be mad at, that you're, like, mad at for, like, half a second before all you can do is just, like... Yeah, because first you're, like... Do that face, and then you just <laughs> shake your head and laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was cool. Um, so, I don't want to go through, like, each, like, part of the story going from, like, the beginning to the end. Right. So, you just kind of want to do a general aspect for this. Uh so once you do the Hercules world, yeah. then you get back into Kingdom Hearts 3, and then you start doing the uh, general Kingdom Hearts formula, world-to-world right. thing with a certain objective. In this case, Sora was looking to reclaim his power of waking, right. which turns out that it was inside of him all along. Of course. That's a different top- topic, which we'll be saved for later. Yeah. But uh, going on from that uh, aspect of leaving Olympus... Uh, and, and even including Olympus, you start going to the different worlds. What was your what what, what did you like most about that uh, the different worlds, or like what was your favorite world just in general? Everything for me, what I liked a lot about this game is that it feels so big. Like you know, it's not open like Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts games just aren't open, but it felt so expansive, especially in worlds like uh, the Caribbean, which felt huge because you're sailing from island to island. And in San Francisco, which felt so big because you're in that big city. So it felt massive. Uh, Favorite world? (sighs) Oh my god. Uh, God, they're all really good. Yeah. Probably... uh, Top three in no particular order are going to mm-hmm. be 
Arendelle, uh, San Francisco, and then maybe Pirates of the Caribbean or Monsters, Inc. One of those two. Hmm. One of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, like, I liked some of the worlds. Um, like, I liked the beginning worlds, but then I just felt as, like, you kept going, like, I started getting burned out and couldn't, like, appreciate it as much. So, like, mm-hmm. once I finished Monstropolis, I was burned out at that point. And then going to um, the Caribbean and Arendelle and San Francisco, I was mm-hmm. just, like, I got tired. And yeah, because those like, are, they're big. They're big. And I didn't really feel the want to explore every inch of the world Mm -hmm. and i don't know what caused that burnout but that's just played through it so fast how how it was but my favorite world um i don't know if i have a top three but my favorite world uh was definitely corona um oh yeah like and what Uh, what topped that for me (laughs) like what topped that for me was the music like it was just so catchy and so pretty and the colors were really vibrant, and uh, everything looked really nice and green, uh, and that was something I really appreciated. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite worlds, story-wise. Corona is because you get you get to see Rapunzel interact with Sora, and God, I feel like they would just be best friends, and it makes my insides happy. Yeah, I was like, like wait, shipping the Sora. Yeah. Uh, so what is her name? Oh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel and Sora. Like, <laughs> but I was like, I know that's not how it works. Right. That's not how any of this works. I remember I texted you and our other friend Danny at, like when I was playing through that world because we were all roughly at the same pace with it when we got it. And I'm just like, I am far too emotionally invested in Rapunzel's happiness. It's been an hour yeah. of me playing here, and all I want is for her to see these birds and be happy, and I'm not prepared to deal with that if I can't make this happen right the first time. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's it's a lot. That's definitely one of my favorite worlds to play through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was your least favorite world to play through? <sighs> Weirdly... <laughs> Uh, the 100-acre wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought the 100-acre wood was nice. The 100-acre wood, it's a fine world. It was I, short, but it was nice. It's I short. It's nice. I love it. I just always get weirdly emotional with Winnie the Pooh characters. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so pure and so like, like innocent why, and why wholesome. Is, you're sad. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. So it's purely for that emotional aspect. It's like you are sad that Sora was gone and that you couldn't feel his heart anywhere, Pooh. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. And that's probably why it's my least favorite, if only. I hate seeing my happy characters sad. I can't deal. Yeah. It's, it's not how I function. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It was, it was a little sad. And uh, although I thought the story was nice. How the story like, was nice. It was um, great. Although you did think Rabbit was a horrible person for most of it. I did thought Rabbit was a horrible person because the whole time, like, we kept helping Rabbit out and he wouldn't give Pooh a break with the honey. So I was like, dude, what's your deal? Like, don't be a selfish... Don't be Rabbit right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't be a jerk. But then at the end, I was like, uh, we can do spoilers here because I'll yeah. just announce in the intro that yeah. it's going to be spoilerful. But, and then at the end, he was like, oh, well, dude, I was just having to do this because I have this big surprise where I'm going to give Pooh a bunch of honey. And I was like, oh, well, that's really sweet, that's Rabbit. Sweet, yeah. And I definitely changed my tune. And I admitted it. Yes, you did. And I didn't hold that grudge. So yes, it was good. Um, so for me, I think my least favorite world um, as much as I like, like I liked it, but it was my least favorite was San Francisco, mm. um, largely due to that burnout that I was talking about, and I right. didn't really feel the energy to want to explore everything. Mm-hmm. But also, there was a couple of mission. There was the mission in that world where you had to save each of the members of the big of the Big Hero Six, because yeah. um, they were like trapped in like some heartless or nobody or inverse monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was just one point where you have to save um, uh, the Icy Hot dude. Fred. Fred. Different, Icy Hot is a different <laughs> fandom. Completely. Um, but uh, he, like, it was just found it really weird on how you were supposed to save him and, like, how you were supposed to use the flow motion. Like, that wasn't clear at all. And the first time, he actually, I, he actually died 
when I played through it because I was like, what are you supposed to, and I had to like look it up and I was like, I don't understand what, the, what? Yeah. See, I didn't even, the flow motion for me, at least on that level, in that particular instance was kind of weird. Uh, in the like, game or just at that point? Just at that point. Cause I was used to it, but the way they wanted you to use it, I, it's just not a way that I play naturally. I don't usually go from, like, I wouldn't zoom into the poles to, like, spin around them, gather the Heartless, and then zoom, uh, dash off to a next one and then deal damage. It's just not how I played. It's honestly not how I saved Fred. I just hit the things because you can target them in the middle. Uh, yeah, I did that, but then they kept growing back, and I wasn't able to... I, so I had to look it up online. I was like, use the flow motion. I was like, oh, I have all my flow motions turned off because I use the uh, uh, AP for other skills. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't very helpful, but I got through it yeah. uh, and it was fine. But that was for me, that was the least, my least favorite. Um, but then we started talking about flow motion and uh, that type of thing. What, because uh, that's part of the battle system yeah. and the gameplay. So how did you feel about that? Like, what aspects of that did you like and not like? Uh, I liked pretty much all of it. Uh, the flow motion stuff was, you know, I'm kind of eh on, uh, just because some of it didn't fit into my play style. Uh, I tend to go that whole Red Mage route where I lean a touch more into the magic side. Uh, but I have three keyblades to switch between, so, you know, I can balance it out if I need more just, like, brute force. Uh, but it played really well. Uh, the form changes are all super unique and play their own. They allow you to change how you're going to play, which in this game in particular was really necessary because depending on what you're fighting, you need a little, you're going to need more magic or you're going to need more, you're going to need a giant hammer. Thank you, Toy Story. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Which Toy Story? I have a whole other bone to pick with, but that's mostly because of its opening. <laughs> okay, what was your bone with Toy Story? Well, you, you click on Toy Story, and it throws you into the trailer from Verum Rex. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, that's hilarious. When it first happened, I was like, are we really? Are I was we? like, did I really just pay full price for this game to get an ad in the middle of it? Right. I was about to be so mad, but then I was like, oh. Oh, okay, well, they're doing Was a that thing. kind of the same yeah, for you? They're or? doing a thing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Which was fine, which made and it made perfect sense because it would be Rex playing the RPG because that happened in Toy Story Two when he's like, "Oh yeah, I found this guidebook for this game I'm playing. Let me put it in front of everyone who's driving so I can read it and figure out how to beat this boss." But back to mechanics. Right, <laughs> they all play pretty well. I again, the form changes are really cool. Um, the Kingdom of Corona's Keyblade, I really liked, especially when I was feeling like I'm just going to use magic and kill everything right now, because I love that. Uh, big fan of the High Wind, the sphere that you get from the Pirates of the Caribbean level. Yeah, which you realized later was a... Sid reference. A Sid reference from Final Fantasy. Correct. So for those that say there wasn't any Final Fantasy in there... There's plenty, boom, you just didn't look. mic drop. Uh, well, no, there really isn't. They exactly. made one reference to Orin and Cloud, and then there was the Sid reference for the uh, high wind uh, form change for the pirates. Which they, is but plenty, because it. it's not about them right now. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was like, it's not about them right now. We dealt with that. We got to get through this part, and then we can get you some more Sephiroth. Interesting. I was really surprised that he's not a late game boss, though. Well, he might. We he might be. Yeah. Let's yet to yet to be seen. Yeah. Given the DLC. Yeah. Um, but was your favorite Keyblade the uh, one from uh, Frozen? Arendelle? I don't know what what was that called. Uh, Frozen Snow or something like that. Okay. Uh, I did use that one a lot after I got it, uh, just because it did have a good balance of using magic and its form change is pure physical attack. Um, uh, my favorite Keyblade, um, was probably, it's a late game one, uh, Starlight. The one you get right after you use the light of the past to help save everybody. Or if you played the mobile game prior to you playing get, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. You can start off with it. Which I did not do, but nope. it's okay. I got the key light anyway. Right, I got it. It was great. And <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's got a it's a great form change. Its finisher is fantastic. And then, of course, you know, Ultima. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's 
broken. Yeah, I didn't actually shoot for the ultimate because I was like done at, with like all of the main things at the time. So I was like, well, there's just really no point. But right. if you're a trophy chaser and like to get the uh, platinums, which you did, which I did, was awesome. Then there you go. Yeah. But um, how did you feel about the, uh, and this is battle system wise, the attractions. So I've listened to and read a lot of reviews and I've seen some people like talk about how a lot of people talk about how that, that wasn't their favorite thing or it appeared too often or didn't like it or they were too OP. Um, I actually didn't have a problem with the attractions. I thought they were really fun. Yeah. And it was cool. just cool. Like, yeah, I didn't, I had two problems with the attractions uh-huh. and they're both really minor uh one they're set on the triangle button right which, which you use a lot the triangle button is just set stuff. everything i would like try to open a treasure chest and then i'm on the pirate ship right and now i'm like on the teacups i'm like right. oh boy well, hang what? On. oh boy let's skip the intro <laughs> yeah but they triangle. did have a cancel yeah uh on there too which was which yeah. is good yeah, and it took me like probably ten hours into playing the game where to figure out that if you hit L two you can just shift that triangle cursor. Yeah. You can shift that cursor around. Which, I didn't realize which, that until li- later mm-hmm. that you can swap the triangle stuff out. Yeah. So like after I figured that out, I was fine. Uh and my only other prop the only other issue that I really had with it was that I didn't get to use the train more. <laughs> the train? Yeah. yeah. I liked the train. That only showed up when you fought the Titan. Uh, twice. It showed up one other time uh, in the end. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. when you fight Xehanort, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. yeah, you use it twice. And I was like, that's super cool. I want to use that. There's all these grandiose bosses. Give me, an, give me the option to hit that, and then I want to use the train. It's like when in Arendelle, when you're fighting that giant wolf, perfect time to use the train. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought they were fun. I thought they were really, really cool. It seemed... It's such a interesting way to add in that kind of mechanic with not only having summons because we've seen the summons we've seen like that and they added them back in with links this time and then and that's like him using calling on all his friends power like his unversed friends from dream drop or ariel or stitch uh, or uh, Rick and Ralph, uh, Simba, which Simba. was my personal favorite because that like Fyraga was oh, just—I yeah. think it was Fyraga, uh, Fyraza, Fyraza. But that that was awesome. Yeah. You just ride around on a lion cool. shooting fire. Yeah, it's like, amazing. That was great. I thought that was super dope. Yeah, it's um, great. Uh, and I thought it was cool that using the summons fully you, heals, heals your. You, yeah. Uh, he heals you. So if so, like it, you can instead of just using like cure. Yeah. You can use something that'll actually deal some damage, damage at yeah. the same time. Yeah. The only one I really had a problem with was Stitch. It was hard to figure out for me. Yeah. That first time it was the first couple times it was a little weird, but yeah, I got it. I figured it out, so it was cool. Yeah. I was like, it's really dope, especially once you figure out that you can use it like when you're like dashing around in the air. It is aerial enemy. Oh, really? Yeah. It, well, then it, I have something to try when I, when I would go and replay it. Yeah, it floats. So That's interesting. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought the attractions were fine. Uh, the only one I probably didn't really care for was Splash Mountain. And that's because it went the opposite direction that I thought it should go. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure how to actually use Splash Mountain. But yeah. eh. it was like, it's fine. It just, you go from when you hit the finish you're going back around yeah and then you splash down which i the first time i used it anyway i thought i would i was tracing out the path that i would start at i was like okay so i started here and then i'm just gonna go do all of these things but no you're going back around which i suppose functionally is the same thing but not when you're trying to map out the positioning yeah of where you think people are going to be. Right. And, how, yeah. So um, it was just a little weird for me to use, but it was fine. I thought they were really cool, and they're very bright and colorful, and they definitely saved my butt a couple of times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, so for me, like, with the whole Keyblade thing, I, uh, my favorite one was the, um, one that you get from Monsters Inc. I can't. I was trying to remember what it was called. The Gear Happy Gear. Happy Gear. Uh, mainly because that's pretty OP. It's broken. Like it's yeah, almost damn near or is broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, broken. I was just like, 
like just steamrolling everyone and i use the happy gear to beat the game and i just like can especially when it's completely leveled up yeah and it has like all that strength i just completely like rolled uh the final boss <laughs> I, I was just like this that is... game with kingdom key and i loved it <laughs> yeah well one of the problems that i've seen a lot of people talk about with the game is that it's too easy which i mean i technically which would I agree with because they give you so many tools that uh, if you want it to be harder, you can make that game harder. Well, they give you so many tools to help you yeah. play the game and beat the game. However, they do give you a specific tool to make the game harder, which is that skill that yeah, doesn't. EXP. Yeah, it doesn't level you up, and it right. keeps you at your base stats. Right, it keeps you at whatever stats you turn it on at. Um, except, I would find though that that probably would make it like almost impossible to win, because especially if you're like, how good are you? Well. That's true. However, I, f- I think, like, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I do just need to get good. But I've always had problems with, like, timing the blocking because yeah. I, I'm a blocker and I just had to resort to, like, dodging everything because the timing was just always seemed like it was never consistent. I feel that. And uh, it was just threw me off a whole lot. So if I had that zero EXP thing on, I probably would have died mostly. I see that. My, I guess for me, it's mostly like I didn't think it was like difficult. I just, I mean, I still died, and I, I, and that was just me playing on normal difficulty. So I feel like maybe I just suck a little bit more than I think I do, or I should start blocking more because I've always dodged. Yeah. Because for me the. Like, since game one, the blocking mechanic's been kind of funky, just because he's turning around to do it and not just standing there, like, Yeah, which makes... That that does kind of, I think, screw the timing a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. Um, Because you have to account for that backspin animation, which is weird. Um, I think I died, like, maybe a total of, like, maybe three times. Like, I know I died once, uh, twice, two of those times, which were probably the only times around the final boss, because uh, I was like, one, I was playing really late and was trying to get to bed. Right. And, like, I just didn't want to <laughs> play it anymore, so I kind of half-assed part of that fight. Uh, but then the second time I died was also fighting Xehanort, where he turns you into... Uh, he kind of um, induces the um, heartless form or the negative the form. The rage form, yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't quite sure what to do because I was, like, waiting for the thing to run out and to revert back to Surat. And I didn't catch where it said in the um, action thing mm-hmm. to say, like, fight to get your yeah, heart fight back, to get your light back or something. And I, I missed that the first time. And I was just like, oh, well, then that's what I have to do. So yeah. then I was able to... Uh, to complete that um how was your experience with the final boss my experience with the final boss was stressful because <laughs> it's it's a long fight that fight's in four parts yeah i was like four it's in it's in a good chunk of parts like it starts like once you're in scala at kylum uh and you get that first cutscene, you're pretty much in that boss fight <laughs> It's long. It don't don't start that if you have a thing to do. Yeah, that that's, was another thing too. That's the excessive cutscenes with little to no save points. Well, it auto saves, but I don't trust that. Not even a little, because you've given me a place to save. Right. If you have you have save points in the game, so I'm not going to trust the auto save. Right. But I was like, which I mean, I'm sure it works fine, but. No, thank you. I will, yeah. I will use a save point, especially with Kingdom Hearts. You know, you've had save points throughout the whole game, right? So. It's, uh, yeah, you're going to continue to go down that type of, uh, reflex. Yeah. Um, so it was just a mm -hmm. long, stressful fight that was weirdly emotional because I had just got my duck back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Donald's a beast. Donald was, I love that. I love my duck. (laughs) I was like, I'm glad the devs know they're like, okay, we got to funnel like like i mean it's been 13 years if you haven't upgraded his ai first off rude (laughs) yeah so so you've got to be doing it like purposefully or for the lulls at this point but uh he like he showed up and showed out i mean he 
when the bad guy is trying to kill your people and your homies come and save you and one does a move is the, and he does a move that and he's the only one in the franchise to successfully pull off a move that's the homie yeah i think he's the only character in a flat in, uh, in I a mean, square game in a square game to use that spell yeah successfully i think there's like two other people who've tried it and i think there's also a monster in bravely default that might do it uh but i'm not quite sure it's all in the same canon for square so it's fine okay um so given that the, that all being said uh with the final boss and everything um now we can talk to and kind of move into the ending of the game so now this is where i have most of my problems okay. and be warned i'm going to start dumping on this game now uh <laughs> so the ending is where i have most of my quarrel uh but for i think what i think is valid reasons so like i'll give you my impressions on it so when you reach the keyblade graveyard that's where the story kind of starts to come to uh to a a point where it's like this is where the most of the action is and you start getting more of the lore and story behind most of the characters and it all just kind of all gets thrown at you just like all at once um one of the issues i i have with it while I did, I do appreciate the stories that all of the organization members had, and um, and like their different struggles throughout their time of being there. Mm-hmm. My issue is that I wish it was more spread out. Yeah. So instead of it being like like three consecutive vo- boss fights where it's like two v three for each of the organization members, like Pretty if much. like if you were going through all of the worlds and had those fights and kind of resolved. Uh, each of their things like throughout the worlds mm-hmm. I think I would I, I think I would have appreciated that pacing more because then instead of going through each of the worlds as like a like as just like a Disney thing you're getting actual yeah. like Kingdom Hearts lore throughout the story instead of just it being shoved to you at the very end that was one of the quarrels that I had with it did you feel any type of way about that or is it a little different or what? For me, it's a little bit different. Okay. Because with a few of the organization members, we went into it and like knowing some of their stuff, like with uh, Syx or Isa, like we know where he's from. Like we know how that's going to go down. We like, we know he's like, that's Lay's homie. Like you, we know they're going to fight. So I wasn't too plussed about that. Uh, we've never known a lot about Larksane. <laughs> She's just always been kind of a brat. There. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least for me. She's just always been just kind of like, you're a terrible person, and I don't know any of your reasoning behind it. And we still don't know your reasoning behind it. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to know, because at this point, she's dead in the game now. (laughs) So, I mean, was there really any point to having her in the game? Uh, she's she's for me she was the only organization member she's one of the only organization members to ever give me trouble in a fight like her and Syx always gave me trouble just because Syx does that rage form thing every time and i die at least once <laughs> like seeing her attacks are just super persistent and then she can switch from long range to close combat and it's annoying so that never bothered me uh with Marluja, I never really. Which I was pronouncing that wrong. Oh, very wrong. I've been pr- I've been saying Marluja for years. I've been saying Marluxia, <laughs> so that was that's incredibly wrong. And I was like Marluxia. I was like, oh. oh, like I. They said his name for the first time, and I paused that game, and I had to call my brother. He's like, <laughs> we've been saying it wrong. He's like, what? It's pronounced Marluja, and all he could say was, I say that. <laughs> Yeah, I, see I feel how, so I, dumb. I see how we get there. Well, but then, like, again... I, you know, I say that, but, you know, apparently I, I I take pride in the fact that I was pronouncing Hermione right when I hadn't heard it yet. So, I'll, That's fair. I'll say it cancels out. That's fair. That's fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been saying that wrong completely. <laughs> For a long time. But I've never had, like, that... Even when he was, like, one of them, like, main villains and, like... Chain of memories? Yeah. It wasn't, like, I wasn't, like... You're kind of eh. You're just kind of in my way. But, but yeah, I blame I, Chain of Memories for that because I didn't care for the combat system. I love the combat system with Chain of Memories is fine. I breezed through that game. Oh, yeah, even, went, as, even as like a tween. Oh, like, yeah. It went fast, but I couldn't deal with the cards. I couldn't. 
the cards. Yeah, speaking of the cards, like that was like the only the only mechanic from the other games that they didn't put in it. Yeah, all oh. the other game like battle mechanics they put in the game were in there from all the other games except, except for the for cards, card. which I mean makes a lot of sense. Makes sense so, but uh, that was good. Was um, like, oh, you figured out that that's the one we don't like. Yeah, that and the drop mechanic. Thank God. Yeah, I don't, Although, I don't I, remember part, that too much. But. Part of me like wants that back, kind of wanted it back in there, you know, like drop drop to Riku and then, you know. Oh, yeah, the drop from Dream Drop Distance. And then, Dirt. you know, <laughs> and, you know, kind of go through the world of darkness, get a little bit more in-game playtime as Riku. So, yeah, but, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, so continuing to with the end of the story mm-hmm. um, and you have those boss fights, which uh, we talked about. And then the uh, then there was the end game where you go the uh, final boss where you go to Scala at Kylum. Scala at Kylum. Yeah, which looked like a really cool world. I wish we could have got to explore more of it. Um, but maybe the, maybe we'll see some DLC with it, um, or uh, or in another game we'll get to see that. But I wish we got more yeah, of that because it looks really cool. Um, and we talked about the final boss fight. Yep. Uh, so once you beat the final boss, then you get the, uh, the ending of the game, the end game ending. then you get the credits and then you get the epilogue. And then once you collect the lucky emblems, depending on your, however many, depending on your difficulty, you get the secret ending. Yes. So let's break right. that down. Uh, the ending of the game, which, uh, um, we don't have to talk about the scenes that happen, be- mm-hmm. like. Give a play-by-play of it because right. people have probably played it, and we're point. running out of time. Right. So, uh, what did you think about the first ending with once you beat Xehanort? When you first beat Xehanort, and you like do the things, and you like reclose Kingdom Heart with the Keyblade, or, or you know the X Blade, which I it, that thing that they've been trying to make, <laughs> the Key Chi Chakra the, the, Blade, the no. Keyblade, <laughs> the Spiritual Pressure Blade. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And you're like, you have to go and you save, and you have to go find Kyrie because she's dead now. So, and like they're all telling you, hey, maybe don't do that thing. And you go and do the thing, and she's back. And then there's Namine, and everybody's back together. And I'm so glad that I got to see Ventus and Roxas look each other in the face and be very confused. Yeah. Speaking. Quick thing. That scene, <laughs> I love how Lee comes in and is like, yes, I had a few plot holes to take care of. Go sit down. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. And then you see like Sora sitting next to Kyrie, and then he's gone, and I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I didn't really like that too much because I was like, so, okay, so first off, I know they wanted to set up for the next game. Yeah. But like all of that time, like, like, I would. I just want them to be happy at least right, once. Just something. Like we've waited like fifteen, fourteen years for them just to be together and be happy. Why can't we have? Why that? can't we have this? Why um, you do this? Yeah. Speaking of Kyrie, they really did her wrong in that game. So dirty and just filthy. Like they hyped hyped her and Lee up so, so much, much. And, and then we get nothing. And then they and then she dies. Which, you know, granted, Sora does go and bring her back, which maybe we'll get that right. as a DLC episode. Right. Like, I'd love a DLC episode of her and Lee in that forest but training with Merlin. They basically just did the whole fridge stuffing trope with Kyrie. Yeah. Just so Sora had something to get mad about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is wrong. This is filthy. Why Why you do this? That was horrible that they did that. Right. I, um, mean, I feel like... With some of the story developers, I feel like I feel like some of their reasoning for like them quote unquote maybe like feeling it was balanced is because like before that she low key saved everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's the only one who didn't like fall into darkness, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna make sure that they're like all that somebody can go save them." Because that would make sense since she's a pr- princess of light, right? And is the only one who didn't pass on her light when Kingdom Hearts got closed in the first game, or in the second game for that matter. It's like she's always she's still just been the princess of light. So I mean, rude, but 
Eh, but still, no, stop doing this. Yeah, like... It was like, I see, like, I can see how someone who was, like, writing it and helping develop it could be like, okay, she's going to do this big thing, which isn't going to seem, like, super important until, like, maybe you're looking back on it, but she still, but someone still has to die. Yeah, it just sucks, You know what I mean? Well, I mean, technically, everyone died. Yeah, everyone died. But then they did that... Like, everyone died but Kyrie. Well, they did that reset, the, the, like, timeline reset thing with Sora, which was kind of, eh, but it was all right. Right. I just didn't like the fetch quest of him being in heaven and having to, like, find his copies. I thought that was pointless, but... Purgatory. Yeah, I I, I just thought it was pointless. Um, Which, apparently, there's a scene there that I missed. I gotta replay it. Interesting. Yeah, there's Uh, a missable cutscene. Huh. Okay. I'll when he's try. like talking to the stars, mm. there's another one you can talk to besides Nomine. Oh, there's a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, there's like one that like talk talks. It's a cutscene, cutscene. Oh, then I must have missed that. Yeah, so did I. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, uh, given that, the last thing that I want to talk about is the uh, epilogue sl- and the secret ending. Yes. So, the epilogue um, I thought was interesting because we got to see more of the uh, all-seeing eye keyblade. Yeah. I don't know what that's called, but... Um, and we got to see who the true wielder of that was, yes. which is uh, Lushu slash Brig or Zigbar, if you don't feel like remembering all those names. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was an interesting twist. Yeah. And uh, I liked how he called the other past uh, Guardians um, and mm-hmm. like they're setting up for another plot. Right, which we like I knew they were going to do one because... I knew, like, this was just going to be the end of this portion of this story because I watched the interview when he said that. So I wasn't, like... And plus, Maleficent was milling around. Yeah, which... once. <laughs> was kind of pointless, too. Uh, no. If, depending. Depending. You know, she knew what she was looking for. I love how they just casually stumble on Pandora's box. Yeah, well, the weird thing about it is, like, they have the mobile game which is what the secret ending was based on based on that stuff and not everybody plays the mobile game and they are really push like trying to push that story into the game which seems like that's finishing that off and whatever that is is going to be what the next quote-unquote saga is in the kingdom Hearts series right but it just kind of to me like what kind of irritated me was like you get the uh, really rushed, uh, thrown in your face story with Xehanort, and then at the end, it's like, well, now we're going to start working on the mobile game, and now, and you're going to have to wait to figure out the mysteries of that. So, my thought at the end was like, did we really just play a 32 hour ad for the next installment or a 32 hour ad for the mobile game because like that just didn't really leave a good taste in my mouth especially because the whole thing was hyped up with the Zarin or Erequest thing so right. I just wasn't too happy about about that um, right. how, did, how, how did you feel? I felt for me it was like like I play the mobile game regardless so for me it didn't like matter but I hadn't like done any follow-up ending wise because I was looking for the platinum since I was working on that platinum trophy I hadn't like looked at news for like following up for in-game follow-up except for like some DLC which thankfully we are getting because I'm glad that like they made sure it was compatible for it so I was like all right they might as well do it But that was the only thing I had looked into. I've just been playing the mobile game regardless, which is why, for me, it was just kind of a meh thing. But that's me, again, me speaking as someone who had already invested time into it because he knew, because he, it's Kingdom Hearts, you need to play the mobile games. (laughs) Yeah, every single game is relevant to the overall story. Right, which I'm glad they took Coded off of mobile. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that with Unchained Key, just because it's... Recoded was, like, first out on, like, flip phones. Well, when they did the 2.8, they had the cinematic for, like, the uh, hour and a half. For, for back hour. cover, yeah. Yeah, so, which is... Which takes place probably at the same most time. of the story, but then I was looking on YouTube at like what's up in the mobile game, and there's a whole lot of story. It gets very yeah, timey wimey and a lot multiverse to, to it, um, which, which is why it's a lot. 
which for me, even now still playing it, it's not confusing, but it's, I've taken some notes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I had to write some things down because I'm never good with time travel. I'm I'm never good with time travel. Please see my playthrough for Final Fantasy XIII, too, and why I have a guidebook for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I suck with time travel. It's just... It don't fit up there. But, like, again, that's me speaking as someone who, like, had already invested in the time into it to, like, yeah, this is probably going to be important. Let me play it for a little while, see what's going on. Plays really well. And I'm glad to see that they, like, took it and, like, integrated into integrated it into the, into the game, into, like, into, like, one of the boss fights. Like, you're... That section where you're using the light of the past, it's those Keyblade wielders, it's usernames for people who play the mobile game. So I think it was, it's good, but also kind of bittersweet about how they did it for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, since we only have a few minutes before we have to sign off, I just do a quick rapid fire, like, of favorite features. Go, go, go. So, like, for me, I love the I love the addition of the camera. Camera's fantastic. Um, I always love a selfie mode. The boss battle music boss battle for, like, the hotlet, for, like, the heartless bosses were really cool. Love it. Cinematic mode where you can go back and look at all the cutscenes. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, I liked... Um, uh, one of the things that a lot of people didn't like was uh, in the Frozen world, how they did the whole rendition of Let uh, It oh, Go. Oh, where, where you get to hear, actually, Adina Menzel sing Let It Go in Unreal Engine 4, where it looks better than when Pixar did it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I thought that was great. A lot of people groaned at that. I, I thought like, that was awesome. Right, you got Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell to come back and do your video game. Yeah, let them sing a little. Go for it, <laughs> please. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right, when, and anything for you? Anything, like, uh, all the form changes, I thought they were all super unique. I love that these Keyblades are finally upgradable because I got to beat the game with the original Keyblade, which for me was fantastic. I loved beating that game with the Kingdom Key. Uh, Donald is the homie. If you do not love that duck, play Kingdom Hearts 3, you will love the duck. He, Donald is the man. That's it. Great. Yeah, that is the takeaway. Donald it. is the Donald man. Donald is the business. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening to our us rant about Kingdom Hearts 3. We're running out of time, so this is going to be really, 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 really quick. Sign off. Uh, nothing better to say. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Talk to you on the next episode. See ya. <laughs>